Happiness is not related to just your personal relationships, wealth, or health alone. It is a unique connection of all these facets working together combined. Welcome to the Ask Abby Anything podcast, hosted by relationship expert and certified life coach, Abby Lang. Join us each week as Abby gives straight up advice on dating, love, divorce, health, and wellness. Ask Abby Anything encourages a holistic approach and features coaching tips, tricks, and strategies to help you make real, sustainable life changes. Today's podcast will be based on all of the ways we can help strengthen our intimate relationships. Many of us grew up believing that a good relationship comes easy. Meeting the right person and falling in love might be difficult, but once we've found the partner, it is happily ever after from that point on. One of the main reasons couples are so shocked and unprepared for the difficulties that they come up against in their partnership is that falling in love with their partner was the goal. And in fact, their actions were directed towards that goal. They made a point to get out and meet people. They presented themselves in a way that made them desirable to their mates. They gave their beloved lots of care and attention. But now what? How do they travel the long road ahead? What do they need to do to live happily ever after? In today's podcast, I'm going to uncover some of the truth about how relationships work. It is the action we take every day, learning and practicing our communication skills, caring for our partner that actually propel us ahead towards our destination. Remember how you went out of your way during your courtship to stay in shape, to dress up, to find new places to go? To have something to say? What has changed? Do you no longer care whether your mate finds you attractive and fascinating? There's certainly something to be said for not having to put up a false front with our partners anymore, always smiling or trying to hold in our stomach. But there is a big difference between becoming comfortable with each other and letting ourselves go completely. Not making the effort to be alluring, interesting, or just fun to be with. Big mistake. In a healthy, conscious relationship, we make the effort to attract and fascinate our mates every day. We take responsibility for being our best selves. One of the ways we can become our best self is to practice self-love. We won't be able to accept love from our partner without actually having love for ourselves. Learning to love our partner may overshadow the importance of learning to love ourselves. But until we overcome our own self-hatred, we cannot love another. Self-love is not about indulgences that feel great in the moment, but about true acceptance of ourselves as we are. That's not so easy, because most of us are burdened by self-loathing. We don't even recognize it. A self-rejection that is so deeply rooted in childhood that we deflect our pain with alcohol, 
overachievement, shopping, and then some. Yet, we can become enraged when our partner is insensitive or uncaring to the very feelings we trample on ourselves. We dread laying aside our mask and learning to love what's inside of us. Fears, failures, all of it. In loving what our caretakers and others have rejected in us, we are breaking powerful taboos. But isn't it unfair to ask our partner to do the job alone? You must do your own part to heal your self-hatred. And until you do, you will not trust your partner's love. In our intimate relationships, it is inevitable that conflict will arise. Many people in intimate relationships avoid conflict because their only experience with trying to speak their mind in childhood was painful and demeaning. They have no idea how to turn an argument into a healing experience. For others, avoiding conflict is just a way of avoiding contact altogether. But conflict can lead to intimacy and understanding when you regularly use the containment process to air your conflicts in a fair and non-destructive manner. You can't win the game if you refuse to play. Some of my specific guidelines for my couples in maintaining a conscious relationship are to keep each other emotionally and physically safe at all times, to end all mental and verbal criticism, to be each other's resource for healing, growth, and self-love. To verbalize all our feelings rather than act them out. To end all behaviors that could possibly rupture intimacy. To give each other caring behaviors daily. And to give each other surprises monthly. Also, ask directly for what we want. And most of all, as you're maintaining your connection, try to have a belly laugh at least once a day. One of my most effective forms of healing communication I teach people in coaching is to have intentional dialogue. Intentional dialogue consists of three steps, mirroring, validation, and empathy. Practicing these steps will feel awkward at first as well as difficult. But it's so very important. Doing these steps means putting your relationship first. You will learn to see how the world works together as you move forward becoming a we rather than two individuals in conflict. You will really become true partners. So let's go over the first step, mirroring. Mirroring is the process of deeply listening to your partner and accurately reflecting back the content of their message. A common form of mirroring is also called paraphrasing. A paraphrase is a statement of the message your partner sent to you, keeping very close to your partner's meaning, but putting it in your own words. At times, Word-for-word -word mirroring is recommended as this honors your partner's specific choice of words. 
I have found if you change the words when you're mirroring, this can actually aggravate your partner and not help. Mirroring allows your partner to send their message and permits you to repeat or paraphrase until you hear them accurately. When your partner tells you how they feel, when you repeat back the words, you say to them, let me see if I got you, or I heard you say this, or you said that. The next step in this process is validation. Validation is a communication to your partner that the information you are receiving and mirroring makes sense. It indicates that you can see your partner's point of view and can accept its validity. It is true for the partner. Validation is a temporary suspension or transcendence of your own perspective that allows your partner's experience to have its own reality. Validation conveys to your partner that you know that their subjective experience is as valid as your own. To validate your partner's message does not mean that you agree with his or her perception or that it reflects your subjective experience. It merely recognizes that in any communication between two people, there are always two points of view and that no objective view is possible and every report of any experience is an interpretation, which is actually the truth for each person. The process of mirroring and validation affirms the other person and increases trust and closeness. Some typical statements of validation could include, you make sense to me and what makes sense is, or I can understand that, or I can see how you would see it that way. The final step in this process is empathy. Empathy recognizes the feelings in another. It is the process of reflecting or participating in the feelings the sending partner is experiencing about the event or the situation being reported. This deep level of communication attempts to recognize, on some level, to experience the emotions of the sending partner. Empathy allows both partners to transcend their separateness, even if only for a brief moment and to experience a genuine meeting of the minds. An experience like this has remarkable healing power. Some typical phrases for empathetic communication include, I can imagine that when that happens, you may feel, or I can see that you are feeling, or I am experiencing your feelings of. Let me give you an example of how this may sound. A complete transaction between two people may sound something like this. Let me see if I got you. I heard you say that if I don't look at you when you are talking to me, you think I am uninterested in what you are saying. 
I can follow that. You make sense. And what makes sense is that when I don't look at you, I do appear uninterested. I can imagine that you may feel rejected and angry and that this feels terrible. So today's podcast, I would like to suggest you do some daily exercises with your partner for the rest of your whole relationship and lives together. I need you to visualize your safe place, a place where you both feel safe. I need you to use the dialogue process. The next step is to hold a positive image of your partner in your mind for one minute every day. This will remind you why you fell in love with your partner in the very beginning. The other helpful bit of advice is for you to consciously do one caring behavior for your partner every day. You can ask your partner what they feel is a caring behavior. Since we all have different love languages, it's important to understand what a caring behavior feels for your partner. Also, tell your partner at least once a day one thing you appreciate about him or her and why you appreciate that. Always remember that in our intimate relationships, conflict is growth, and conflict is also growth trying to heal and happen. In relationships, when we constantly try to avoid conflict, we tend to not communicate at all. Non-communication in relationships can happen easily and it can also become a habit. We're too preoccupied or we find it risky or intimidating to express our feelings to an unresponsive mate. We feel that our remarks are twisted and misunderstood so that simple conversations escalate into arguments. Eventually, we just give up and fall into a kind of non-communicative relationship. We talk about the weather and ask our partner to change the television channel, but avoid the openness that keeps love alive. Years of small conversations may have to be condensed into one big one and it still may seem too late to repair the damage. It's hard to become under pressure when we've lost the knack of clear conversation. Learning how to do the dialogue I have described in this podcast can prevent that from ever happening in your intimate relationships. I wish you the best of luck and thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us this week on the Ask Abby Anything podcast. Make sure to visit our website, abbylang.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our series of ebooks available on our website. Abby Lang is available for private one on one coaching. <music>